Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. I'm in Chicago. Padres is about to play the Cubs. Four games, three night games uh, coming up. And Jay Posner, sports editor, my boss, he's uh, in San Diego. Jay, uh, the Padres are in a certain type of uh, predicament right now. The Cubs stink. Uh, the Padres still, though, um, they are 9-8. and eight. They've played 17 games in 17 days. They're 9-8 and eight in those games. There was a, different points in there. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, it's the hottest team in, in America. And now you'd be like, oh, they stink for the second time during the stretch. So that's just the baseball season. The Cubs, though, they're really bad. The Cubs are really bad. They, Of course, they did beat the – they were really bad when they came to San Diego a month or so ago, and they won two out of three. Uh, against the Padres. They are really bad right now. I think they've lost six straight. They just got pounded over the weekend by the Yankees, like a lot of teams have uh, by the Yankees juggernaut so far this year. I I was doing some um, quick research this morning on the Cubs because I was trying to find their starting pitchers, and I think it's Justin Steele's pitching uh, tonight, and then Kyle Hendricks is pitching tomorrow. He hasn't pitched it, since the first because he's had sort of a dead arm period but of course he's he's Kyle Hendricks and he's facing the Padres so I think we know what to expect uh, as long as his arm is attached to his body it's it's going to be difficult for the Padres but they don't have anyone else right now and I, I found the Chicago Tribune story and and I'll just read you the beginning manager David Ross needed few words to describe the state of the Chicago Cubs rotation quote short would be a good word Ross said <laughs> They they have no one. They have three starters, I believe, on the injured list. Wade Miley and Marcus Stroman were the latest. Uh, Drew Smiley is on the injured list. Like I said, Hendricks is just coming back. They were hoping to they might have be able to get a spot start out of a couple guys. They used a minor leaguer over the weekend, but then they had to send him back to the minors, and now he can't come up unless someone else, you know, obviously goes on the injured list. So uh, they are in a bit of a predicament at the moment. Besides the fact that they aren't any good, they are missing a lot of players. So, again, as we've talked about during different times of the year, this is a chance for the Padres to take advantage of a team not playing well. And and they started to do that um, over the weekend against the Rockies, won the first two games, the Friday night blowout, which I did not get to see, the Saturday afternoon game, which I can say I've never seen a finish like that. Manny Machado, who probably should have been out by 10 feet at third base. But, you know, you make the other team make a play, and sometimes they don't make it, and, you know, aggressiveness pays off. So, uh, you know, Manny Manny being Manny was hustling all over the field, uh, just like his reputation. And the Padres got a a win out of that. And then everything, you know, that was sort of the start of things going poorly because they didn't hit in that game other than the Grisham home run. And then Saturday night – Mackenzie Gore finally had a bad outing. Uh, the offense did nothing. And yesterday, the offense did nothing again and, you know, wasted, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess I, I didn't get to see it. I don't know if you did. I know you were traveling. Um, but, you know, wasted a pretty good outing by Blake Snell, uh, at least based on the numbers. And, you know, the bullpen, Luis Garcia, who I believe is the one who also gave up a couple of runs against the Cubs in that finale at Petco in the eighth eighth or ninth inning that day gave up a couple runs yesterday to cost him so anyway there's some ramblings to start with where do you uh what what do you want to jump on from there well let's let's start with the Padres rotation because you said the Cubs rotation is short obviously it's all relative speed relative but we're 
we're talking about kind of a short Padres rotation right now, based on the fact that Mike Clevenger uh, did not travel with the team. He was scratched from his start on Saturday. Uh, he's in the COVID protocols, along with manager Bob Melvin, bench coach Ryan Christensen, and reliever Adrian Morahone. But so then you had to move Nick Martinez, who was supposed to start Sunday, move him up. Then you had to move Blake Snell, who was supposed to start Monday, move him up. Now you Darvish will go tonight. We don't know who officially is after him, but here's the issue. No problem throwing Sean Manaya tomorrow on five days rest. Then what you'd be doing is throwing Joe Musgrove on four days rest on Wednesday. The mm-hmm. usual four days rest, right? Well, the Padres have been leaning on the fact they can have these guys throw all sorts of pitches and innings because they've been getting extra rest. Right. So I'm not going to be surprised either way. They go ahead and start Joe on a Wednesday, or they try to, I don't know, get a, a, a bullpen game of sorts with uh, Reese Kinnear and maybe call up somebody, and, and and it might depend on how the next couple days go. But you could easily well, go in there and then go with the rest of the time because you can put Nick Martinez back in. He's been going on four days rest. Sure. It hasn't really been that, uh, you know. And then you would pick right back up with Gore on uh, five days rest and go through the rotation. And at some point here, in this time, if Mike Clevenger isn't back soon, you always knew that you were going to have to go with your starters on four-day rest. It's just turning Joe around like that on four days rest. Maybe they don't do that. Right. And and what is the status? I mean, is Clevenger in a situation? I, I haven't I haven't brushed up on the COVID protocol rules because we haven't had to worry uh, about that this year, at least with this team. But I mean, could Clevenger be cleared at any moment and come back and pitch tomorrow or pitch Sure, Wednesday he could be cleared at any like moment that? with two negative tests over two days. But here's the deal. They knew about this Friday. So that means you've got uh, a positive <clears throat> test and then you've he didn't travel on Sunday. So that means that it was still positive, which right. all speculation here. It's not a close contact, but but then the speculation part is that he's he's got COVID, right? Like mm-hmm. he's... He's got it. So what are we talking about? Then yeah. their guidelines are the same as anybody else, which is what? Is that the five days now? I yeah. think so. I think so. so. Yeah. I think that and you're the- looking at Clevenger missing a turn, another turn in the rotation. That would be what I think. If you're the Padres, you're going, we need to plan for Clevenger missing another turn in the rotation. Right. And Reese Kinnear uh, pitched Saturday night and, and did a great job, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not only did he pitch well, but he saved – a lot of other guys from having to pitch. I don't have it handy how many pitches he threw that night. Is it? Yeah, it would situation? probably be a little soon. I was uh, the number of pitches was probably a little high for him to come back that soon. Yeah. So yeah, when, yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday might be a little bit, uh, might be a little bit quick on on him. So, but yeah, I mean, it's funny. I was thinking, wow, they have a seven man rotation and and they don't have a starter listed for Tuesday, but they really do have people ready. It's just a case of, as you said having Musgrove do what he did pretty much his whole career, um, but has not had to do this year. So we'll see. Uh, I, I guess we'll just see where it goes and we'll find out, you know, when you get to the ballpark, by the time a lot of people hear this, there, we could have an update on on Melvin and Christensen and we'll see what, uh, what the status is. I mean, the Padres lost the two games since Melvin and Christensen left, but I, I don't think anybody would, would say that Ryan Flaherty was the reason that they didn't hit on uh, on Saturday night and Sunday or that Mackenzie Gore had a poor outing 
on uh, on Saturday. Whether they played terrible defense behind McKenzie, behind Hill, him, which right? is not the reason he lost, but it certainly didn't help. It was just awful. So, so as someone who didn't get to see the Saturday night game, tell me what happened with Gore. And was he just a little bit off? Was he a lot off? Uh, I know you mentioned the defense. I mean, where it was one of those games and they happened, but what, what happened to Mackenzie Gore on Saturday my, night? My leaning, since even a guy like me could see that he was off, is that he was a lot off. <laughs> um, <Okay>. But <laughs> the fact is he'd been stro- throwing strikes and he wasn't. The fact is he'd been hitting 97, 98, and he didn't. His fastball uh-huh. was down 92, 94, which happens occasionally with him, but not on the regularity like it did. And he was missing with his fastball. He was off. He said everything was off. Uh, a lot of times when the fastball is off, that's a mechanical thing. And, you know, your antenna goes up on Mackenzie Gore, right? This happens sure. to everyone. But given what he went through for a year and a half, your antenna goes up. So I guess we'll see next start, right? He has never during that time been under the care of Dr. Ruben Niebla. So uh-huh. I think that, you know, you can be confident this was just one of those things. The guy had clearly turned a corner and we need to at some point stop holding what happened, you know, sort of sure. over his head. But the fact is, this was the first bad start. So your brain, I mean, I just think it's natural. And I think it's valid to say, OK, let's keep an eye on what the rookie does now. Right. And and unfortunately for him, his his next start will come at Coors Field, uh, which he has has yet to experience. And, I, and the conditions I know it's supposed to be ridiculously hot there uh, this weekend. So even even pitching in a night game, which I think would be his turn uh, on either Friday or Saturday night, would still be, you know, would be hot and dry. And we'll see what he's able to do, uh, you know, coming out of that. And and I know that, um, yeah, you don't want to throw too much into one game and say, oh, my gosh, what, what happened? Is he going back to what he was? Because it's one game. And, you know, pretty much, every, I mean, you look at you, Darvish, in San Francisco. You know, everyone but Joe Musgrove apparently has bad games. Um, and so, Joe Will. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I know. We keep saying that, but certainly hasn't happened yet. It did not happen the other night. He, he continues his his amazing season. And, you know, Manaya, whenever he pitches, whether it's tomorrow or Wednesday, is coming off a great start against a very good team. So, uh, you know, this is one of those things that happen. We've talked all year about the Padres' offense. It's not where they thought it would be, where it, where it probably needs to be. But, you know, for three games, they scored, what, 30 or 29 runs? 29 runs. 29 runs. 27. In, right. 29 runs in three games. And then the next three games, they scored six. Uh, and, you know, as, as one of their former managers and a lot of other people around baseball would say, that's baseball. Um, it, it's That's the game. That's The season goes on a long time. And, you know, now they go uh, – go into Chicago, play a team that is is struggling a bit, and we'll see what happens with the bats. You go back to even the um, the four games before or the seven games before, the road trip before mm-hmm. they played the Mets and then taking the first loss to the Mets. Um, and they were a little bit better offensively. I mean, they had down games, but they were consistently eight, nine hits and um, were failing to get runners hit with runners in scoring position or get the big hit, uh, the, the home run, or you know, even an extra base hit with a couple guys on. Uh, but, but things were looking up. I would say they're more looking up over the last couple weeks. But one thing is, how could they not look up? Because they were so bad, <laughs> especially for guys like Trent Grisham, Jake Cronenworth. Um, so... I do think there's a positive there, but then, man, those last three games, I think they got, 
like 13. They think they were 13 for 90 in those three games. <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. You you know what was funny is I went through, it took me quite a bit of time and I've got some really out of whack priorities, but I mean, I went through and, and found out on Friday night that never before had the Padres gone three games with a plus 27 run differential. I mean, mm-hmm. and on one hand, that's super surprising. They've been around for 53 seasons. On the other hand, it's not because almost always, no matter who you are, if you score 13 runs in a game, the next game you score two. It's just it, right, going to be right. a, like a correction. So to, to have won 7-0, 13-2, 9-0, that just doesn't happen. You knew the fall was coming. And sure, the Rockies had to play those tough games too, and they had to travel and all that stuff, but – I think it was pretty clear that the Padres were tired the last couple of days. Here's the bad news. They don't have an off day until next Thursday. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, if you're – I was kind of – I don't want to say laughing at some of the quotes after the game yesterday, but it was it was sort of like, you know, oh, we had to play a, a nine-inning doubleheader on, on Saturday and we had four games in three days or whatever. I mean, they were coming off an off day uh, on, on Thursday and – I don't know. I mean, I look. I'm not a. I'm not a professional athlete. I mean, I'm the far, pretty close to the farthest thing you can come from a professional athlete. But I, you know, I don't know. Playing a couple games in in a day, you know, it's it's been done before. People have done it. Athletes now are supposed to be bigger and better and stronger and everything than ever. And it doesn't seem like playing a doubleheader in you know pretty optimum conditions based on you know. Being in San Diego where it's 75 degrees as opposed to, you know, a lot of the places in the country where you're playing doubleheaders in 95 degree heat or whatever. I, I just kind of had to chuckle at least at uh, really you were worn out from playing a, a, a two games in one day. So uh, anyway, you, I guess I'll say you this. I'll it. say this. And I pretty much I don't even recall writing about it until four or five days later for the very thoughts that were going through my head are the same as what you just said. They were exhausted in St. Louis. They played a day game, extra innings uh, in San Diego, flew to St. Louis, played in what was morning for them on, right. on Memorial Day. And and for b- very many of the same reasons, like I was like, okay, whatever. But they were, you could see it. And then yeah. they went to Milwaukee. They should have swept them. And, and so like, Okay, so they were tired. All right, so yeah. shouldn't they have been? I don't know, whatever. Um, as a part of the season. Like, I don't think they were saying it like, oh, woe is us. It was just more like, hey, that was really tough. I don't know. You know, would yeah. you rather they don't give us honest answers? Um, well, I, it, I, it's just, of course you want them to be honest. I'm, I'm just kind of surprised to hear something like that. And and then, you know, the Rockies also played the doubleheader on Saturday, and the Rockies did not Here's the difference the in the Rockies night game. The Rockies did not have an off day on Thursday. Here's the night game. The Rockies got to face Mackenzie Gore. Like, you know, if you're tired and you're facing Kyle Freeland and it's good Kyle Freeland, well, yeah. you know, you're probably not going to score a lot. Um, the Rockies made two errors in that game, too. The Rockies stink. Um, <laughs> but they got to face Mackenzie Gore, who was off, and right. they laced, you know, he walked in a run, three walks and a single in an inning. Then he gave up like four hits and a sacrifice fly to start another inning. They got to face a – the Padres probably could have looked a lot better in game two um, if they had been facing, you know, somebody who was not Kyle Freeland or Herman Marquez, who 
look, again, even as I make that excuse or whatever for the Padres, Kyle Freeland and Herman Marquez have not been very good this year. Well, so, that's, the, that's the thing. That's, I mean, the, he's still scored two. There's not a way to sugarcoat the last uh, two games right, other than right. to say they happen. Look at yeah. what has happened. The reason the Padres are a game out of first place right now is because the Dodgers are diving. Yeah. And that's not going to continue either. So half, half game out, actually. Um, oh, boy. Chance to go in alone today. Oh, boy. That's uh, the Dodgers play today, Jay. I'll have to uh, take a quick look at that, uh, Kevin. But the, the, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers just got swept by the uh, by the Giants and, and the Giants are now just two behind the, the Padres. And I have not been able to use this term all year, but in the all important loss column. Um, <laughs> Going, uh, going into that, the, every uh, time I look at a record and I think I'm going to write something, I hear your voice because you do love that phrase. The uh, the Dodgers are off. They have the Angels. Uh, they have the Angels tomorrow, and uh, your old friend Phil Nevin as the uh, as the new manager of the uh, of of the Angels. So uh, maybe he can do his old team a, a favor over the next couple nights there. But yeah, the Padres can. Uh, they were tied with the Dodgers going into the Saturday night game um, and then lost. If they, if they win tonight, they will be um, in a, it'll be a percentage point situation with the, uh, with the Dodgers. But again, we're not worried about the standings at this point in the year, other than to say that the Padres are still, they're 37 and 24, despite everything that we've, you know, talked about for the last 15 minutes and struggling for the last couple of games and at times over the last couple of weeks. But they're still in a in a very good position, uh, especially with the Dodgers, you know, not running and hiding from uh, from anyone. And and if anything, that the Dodgers, you know, and we I think we said this before when they lost five out of six to the Pirates, you know, uh, other teams lose games that their fans think, how did we lose these games? You know, we should never lose, we should never lose these games. Like you know, the bullpen, Padre bullpen has lost I don't know six or seven games late in games. Other teams other teams do that as well. So. Uh, you're, you're not going to, no one's going to be perfect through the season. So I, I'm not sure, you know, from the, from the Padre standpoint, I mean, they, I, I do think Grisham has shown some signs of coming around recently. Cronenworth without a doubt uh, has Luke Voigt at times has looked uh, more like maybe what you would expect out of, uh, um, out of him, um, you know, still not getting a whole lot from the catchers. Um, and maybe Alfaro a little bit. Uh, Nola's still disappointing. You know, Hosmer's been mostly down lately. Uh, you know, a couple, a couple big hits here and there. A, a ball that he crushed yesterday that uh, ended up being a sacrifice fly, but tied the game. Uh, you know, there. Um, so I, I, I think it's still the same situation. I mean, right field is is the platoon that we talked about last time with Mazzara and Azokar, and you know, you have to you hope that one of those guys is is kind of hot. Um, at, at a time and otherwise I mean this is as we said this is sort of what they are at this point they're going to rely on their pitching and you know for the most part last week the pitching was really good and and uh, a couple guys didn't pitch as well over the weekend and it cost them a couple games that's why this situation here with Clevenger feels like a little tenuous right like they're still in so much better shape than almost any team would be right Sure. To, to lose yeah. a starter. But yeah, it, they still have six because guys. Because of how important that starting rotation is, 
uh, it, it becomes a more like, oh man, do we want to mess with it right now? But you right, know, right. those are good team problems. And, and yeah. we've talked about that yeah. a lot, that, that you'll take that. You know, going into that Saturday night game, so for like three hours, the Padres had the best record in franchise history after what, whatever it was at that point, 59 games. Um, yeah. That's pretty good. Now, it's a pretty sorry franchise by and large over, <laughs> over the years. but uh, Absolutely. But that, no, that's, that's good. That's pretty good. It is still, after going 0-2 since then, tied for the best record after 61 games. So, again, like – these are these are good people, good team problems, but they are something to keep an eye on because, yeah. like, there's a long, long way to go in this season. Well, I was just going to say after tonight's game, there's a hundred games to go. Uh, you know, so it's 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 a long it's a long way. I mean, today is is June 13th. Um, you know, the season has almost four months left before uh, I think the last regular season game is October five this year. So um, yeah, it's it's a long way to go, and and the and this is what we talked about why why I was not in favor and and I'm not in favor of trading, you know these these pitchers, the starting pitchers, because you're going to run into situations like this where you know Clevenger gets sick and and maybe maybe Mackenzie Gore you know is going to need a break here at some point and and something else could happen and uh, there's just all kinds of things. And having seven having seven legitimate starters, which is what they have right now, is the best way to combat what happens over the, a long stretch of time in this game. You know, the, the more good pitching you can have, it's still you're, it's still the best thing that can happen for you. And this situation that came up, I mean, you're adding another dimension. I mean, take this the COVID situation is what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. baseball teams, like everyone else are not paying as much attention to this. Right, right. This could happen at any time. Like, if it had been Clevenger and not Morahone, you'd be like, all right, you know what we're doing to do Wednesday? We're going to go Adrian Morahone at the start and a bullpen game. Yep. Well, you don't have that. So, you know what? Tomorrow could be player X and or player X, Y, and Z that have COVID or have to go into the protocols. So it's, it's not just injury now, and I'm not an alarmist by any means, for goodness sake, but like, this is just a reality that's hanging over you and you do not trade this pitching. Yeah. Well, and, and you look at um, the, the pitchers, you know, they, they seem to be such a close knit group and they're all hanging together in the dugout and you figure they're hanging together elsewhere. And, and, you know, so two of them gets, two of them fall into this situation and you start to go, Oh, what about, you know, what about the other guys who are hanging around? So hopefully, you know, the Padre, the superstitious among Padre, the Padres and their fans are are knocking on every piece of wood available and doing all the other stuff that uh, that baseball players do in this situation and and hope that it's limited, you know, to the, the, those two players and and so far the manager and the coach. I mean, I think Bob Melvin would be the first to say he would much rather have Bob Melvin go into the protocol than have one of his players go into the protocol. He can he can still do a lot of what he does uh, for this team from a distance a player in the protocols can't do anything to uh you know to help the team so we'll hope that everybody comes back uh you know comes back one thing that i i do think is is kind of i don't know it's something i'm watching let's say over the next they're playing bad teams though now the phillies are a winning team so after this uh road trip you're you're going to get uh what is right now the, the hot phillies uh certainly more than phillies you expected but you're going to play face face 
the Cubs for four, the Rockies for three. It's going to be 90 degrees. Okay, whatever. These are still teams that you have a winning road trip, okay? Yeah. Here's the thing. One thing they didn't do last year is when the Dodgers – the Giants never lost um, (laughs) throughout the year. The Dodgers had a few ups and downs. And I remember some times where when the Dodgers were in first place, the Padres never crept up on them, right? And, you know, if the Dodgers are in a down period now – that might be a time to like gain a few games on them, you know, like the giants did over the weekend by, right, by sweeping right. them. And that's, so I think this, this season's not won or lost. That's why I'm kind of talking around it. But I do think that it's one of those things where like, if this is going to be so tight at the end, these, you know, place even more importance on games like this. And I don't think that the players would deny that. Right. And you still have the next 10 games against teams because the diamondbacks are the team after when they come home next week, they get three with the diamondbacks before the Phillies come in and who knows what the Phillies are going to look like after another week and a half. I mean, they, it's like they I won all the diamondbacks out. It feels, I know yeah. that the Phillies won all those games. They got hammered by the diamondbacks yesterday. Uh, you know, so they're 30 and 30. So who knows what, uh, what they're going to look like in a week and who knows what any, any of these teams are going to look like in a week. But on paper, at least they have 10 straight games coming up. Uh, <laughs> against teams that have losing records and and as you said this is the time to uh to to try to take advantage of that so we'll see what happens over the next what three nights and one afternoon in chicago and then you can head off to denver and get ready for a weekend there and we will talk to you again on friday i believe correct thanks everybody